Got it. Is what That's it a wasp from your fucking wasp's nest, isn't it? You said get it. I need a weapon. Start the podcast with a wasp. Because it's going to come towards. It's going to come towards one of us. I killed one earlier on today. But knows God, that I killed his cousin. It's everyone's armed themselves up. What it's going to do? What have you got, Yusuf? Chris has got a donut book. Oh. A donut book. <laughs> if you if you glance it. Well, I'll hit it towards the window. I'll hit no, towards you're going to hit it towards me. Yeah, I know, but you're also, you're in between. Am I just collateral to you? Am I just that? Chris? Oh, no. Well, someone, someone else get it. There's another one. Oh, you fuck you. Are you kidding? You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. There's two. Is there three? Oh, you little... Right. Where's, where's the third one? No, there's, it's just the shadow. It's the shadow. It looks like it's three. Use it. Okay. Should we window? You close the window. As a matter of priority. Well, close, close the window, window and kill them. Well, if we open the window and then... It's open! Oh, and then turn the light off so they don't go to the light. They'll go outside. Will why, they? Why would they go outside? Why would they go outside? There's no light outside. Yeah, but they're following the light. Right. Oh, but there's no there light is outside. no light outside. We're in a room with two. You said come So now we've lost one of the wasps, so it could be anywhere. Where's the, where's the first We're in a worse situation now. <laughs> you can probably hear the terror in all of our voices now. <laughs> where's one of the... I can't see anything. One's there. Where? There. On there. Right, yeah. <laughs> Hypersensitive to any itch I've got now. <laughs> certainly it's a wasp. Right. The, just yeah, to clarify, Johnny has armed himself with a foam roller. It's a rumble roller. Rum, rumble roller. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, there it is. I'm just going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. Was... Right, can you can you back me up? Okay. Come with me. Whoa, where's your one? Where's, where's the other one? What I, what I think you should really try and avoid is hitting the light with the donut book. <laughs> I can't see it! <laughs> Have you got some weed killer? Or some, some pest killer? Or weed killer? No. This is the film. Gotta get your priorities right. Here we are trying to sort out the. There, there's one. Where's Where the is the one? other wasp? Oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> the tension. I, I thought it was on my head twice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Getting tiresome. 
We're safe from more. They can't call reinforcements. So it's two on one at the moment. What are you doing? Doesn't, it doesn't need some soft, soft tissue work. It needs killing. You've definitely got the best tool. Right, right. Here's, here's the plan. Whack I'm, it. I'm gonna Whack lure, it. I'll lure it towards well, you. How are you going to do that? With my roller, and then you... How are you going to do that? Right. This is so ridiculous. Can we not record somewhere else? Yeah. Oh. The problem is, now they can't get out either, can they? So, so you've got to go to sleep in the end. This is stressful. Mm. Why don't we just... Are we still recording? Yeah. We just... can't do it with the wasp in here. Why? Because every time it moves, we're all going to stop. Danger cast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been assaulted. Chris just assaulted me. I got donut booked. Big time. Booked it in the bin. I, I'm fairly certain it's over that way towards the window. Stop right there. Okay. I can't believe that you have a wasp's nest outside your room and don't have wasp repellent. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Clearance to do with it? Get it! Yeah. Get it now. Hold on. Get it now. No. Change book. Oh, how... <laughs> how did you not kill it? Do you know why? Because you bought a novelty roller rather than a normal one. <laughs> Are you saying that the rumble roller, fantastic for myofascial release, rubbish for killing wasps? I'm just, what I'm saying is that. Oh, <laughs> what I'm saying is I've, I've glanced the wasp with the rumble roller. It's really angry now. Yeah, it made it pissed. Oh my god, that was tech. So turn the light off, head in the room. And then well, there's another one in there still. No, there was, there was um, two. There was two. When my head was here, pitch dark, I just said, <laughs> <laughs> How about we get in the room, we shut the door. Right. Oh my god. But now, we're we're, now we've got one in here with us. Horrible intro to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, layers on. Can't see a sign of a wasp unless it's like in my wardrobe or something. Mm. Or under your duvet. Oh, great. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's really soiled the mood. <laughs> Did you both hear that? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it is in here then. Somewhere. Every sound sounds like a wasp going to kill me. Did you put the oh. recording of a wasp on your phone? It's just a YouTube video of a wasp noise. That is quite convincing. That's a cheap shot. <laughs> you, you hit me with a donut. So this is episode 46 of the Propane Fitness Podcast. We are back with Chris Williamson after popular request. Um, if you haven't heard already, that was episodes 43 and 44, or 42 and 43, um, which was discussing meal prep, managing diet and training around an extremely hectic and uh, erratic lifestyle. We were going to do He Who Poos, Pooses Loses 
in this podcast, but I think we've all poosed because of the because of the wasp situation. So we've all pooed ourselves so, right now. Has this, been, has this been the most stressful beginning to a podcast that you've done? Oh, without, like, the most stress I've been in the past like three or four weeks, I'd say. You do have quite a relaxed life. <laughs> yeah. Most well, I mean, I don't normally have people wielding. Mini- These miniatures are a whole lot of fun. Holes spelled without the W. Mini donuts, 100 bite sized donut recipes to sweeten your whole day. So it's like a, it's like a display book. Like it's not a, that's not a paperback, is it? That is a hard covered, it's a hard covered cooking book with a different mini donut. But when you think when you think cooking recipe, you wouldn't think of that format. What I'm I'm trying to illustrate how hit, how much it hurt. What? Like it's hard. That's a hard book. Big hard square book. <laughs> and Chris hit me with it. And the reason that Chris hit me with it is because I retaliated <laughs> to the wasp trick that he played on me. <laughs> but you tried to play it on Yusuf. You just hadn't executed. <laughs> So I'm it's bravely leading leading the troop into the room to confront the wasps. You were in the vanguard. When I was in the you vanguard. Took, you took point of the revolution. <laughs> and Chris thought it would be funny to tickle the back of my neck to make me think that there was a wasp there. Obviously, pretty unpleasant experience. Made me look a bit silly. I'm sure you by at this point probably have seen a video of it on one or more YouTube channels. Yusuf <laughs> likes that kind of thing. So I tried to do it back to Chris. When I when he did it to me, like laughed, you know, great joke mate, hilarious. He hit me with the book. So I, I got Chris later. Still, still tingling. And he didn't hit me with the book. I see. So I escaped the, the donut book. I see what's going on. Yeah. So what is he who poos lose? It's he who poozes He who pooses loses. What does that involve? Well, you're not, you're not in the field. He's trying to cover his legs with so a duvet cover to protect I'm him. also trying to protect the listener's ears from my horse laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so we were discussing MCT oil in coffee, I think, or butter in coffee, mm. and talking about its explosive consequences. If you haven't had MCT oil or butter in coffee, it, it's pretty much a race to get to the bathroom. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And um, we... We were discussing it in the last podcast, and I said that for a future podcast, it would be interesting for us all to have a particular coffee that makes you want to poo, and then whoever goes to the toilet last from the podcast is the winner. So he who poos is, loses. At least it wasn't another story about extractive fans. Yeah, that's true. No one was expecting that, really, were they? Have you been stung before? Yeah, on the nipple. Really bad. <laughs> so Wait, on, the, on the areola or on the actual nipple? I think areola. Right, yeah. okay. I've not got a huge areola, but... Are you impressed <laughs> by my knowledge of the word areola? <laughs> I, I am impressed. Thank I, you. I mean, most of the people listening will have seen my areola at some point on the website. <laughs> like, like both of, in, in fact, all three areola of Areola sin nipple or areola con Everybody, con nipple, everybody con on this podcast has an areola on our website. Visible. A, a visible thing. areola. Like Even the women. women. You've got one. No, no the everyone three of us on this podcast. <laughs> oh. When you thought I, when I said everyone, did you thought did you think that I meant all your clients? Everyone. Oh, right, all okay. your clients are required to put up a photo Top of their photo. areola. It would it would increase traffic. It would for the wrong reasons. Wrong type of traffic, I think. Yeah. Wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So you got stung on the nipple. How? Was in a cafe, large t-shirt. It was in my t-shirt and stung me on the nipple and I cried. <laughs> How old are you? 24. <laughs> no, no I, was, I think I was about 12 or something. Really painful, from what I remember. It's a consistent pain as well. I got stung at my old flat, um, the one on, mm. uh, in, back in the judgment. Mm. And uh, I got stung on the ankle. And it, it's like pretty incessant pain for ages. Mm. It's not super painful. Like you think it's going to be like this really, really sharp pain. Mm. And it's, it's like a, it's a sting, like a, like a nettle sting. It's just fucking. It's like, a, it's like a six or a seven out of ten for a few have minutes. You seen, have you seen that guy who has rated like the most painful venoms in the world and described them using really articulate and eloquent language, talking about the kind of sensation that he goes through? You need to check this. I out. Think that's like a I terrible think job. Go to Google. There's a guy online who has, maybe a number of guys, but there's a particular person who has gone through a variety of the most painful venoms. If we Google venom pain rating. Yeah. So where does it, where does a wasp feature on? I'm not sure. I'll be, I'll be interested to see. So there's a Schmidt Sting Pain Index. This is at the Mail Online, mate. This is, <laughs> can you you're, imagine? you're a medical student relying on the Daily Mail. The the Schmidt index is Wikipedia, which is the the, the best friend of the go to. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say that these that fire ants are really high up. Yeah, that sounds. <clears throat> isn't like a box jellyfish or something. It's gonna be pretty. High. So we've got wasp yellow jacket. Oh, they're really serious. Or paper wasp, distinctly bitter aftertaste, like spilling a beaker of hydrochloric acid on a paper cut. Okay, that sounds really painful, to be honest. Mm. Bold and unrelenting. Somebody is using a drill to excavate your ingrown toenail. Hot and smoky, almost irreverent. Imagine W.C. Fields extinguishing a cigar on your tongue. So, is this all... This is the male online still. So this guy that I'm on about has taken this kind of language to the nth degree. He describes pain in the kind of way that you would describe, like, a blancmange. Or, like, you know, like, some <laughs> fine food. Like okay, pain of sting. So the Schmidt pain rating. It looks like there's just a guy called Schmidt who just goes round. Maybe that's Schmidt. Maybe, maybe it was Schmidt. It's all <clears throat> Schmidt. It's all just a bunch of Schmidt. I got stung on the neck while I was running. So this is fat Johnny. Obviously not very quickly. Fat Johnny, well fat Johnny. So uh, probably twelve. Maybe eleven, probably about eleven stone, <laughs> running as fast as I could at the time, um, around a playground, and got like a so that image. I'll just let that image settle in. Yeah, and then sharp pain on my neck, and it was so unexpected that I pretty much hit myself in the neck. <laughs> so sharp pain. Crack hit myself. Yeah. Double like it was just a reflex, so, like double shot. Yeah, yeah. Thought someone had thrown something at me. Mm-hmm. Went to see the like the teacher, like meh, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you've been stung by a wasp." I don't know how they like knew, but it had, I remember I had a white circle with a red dot in the middle. By you, Chris, have you been stung before? I was stung recently. I was stung when I was in my flat, and it was uh, on my couch. I lay down on my couch. I was actually eating saurian at the time. <laughs> this is the ankle. This was on the ankle. Yeah. Right? So it was. Eating saurine. Had, had, had it had it been a more serious animal, like a snake or something, it could have been quite embarrassing. 
had I have had to get the emergency services over because I was laid laid down with my neck supported by a cushion and I had saurine out of the packet, a whole loaf of saurine out of the packet resting on my chest so that I could lift it off my chest to my mouth to take a bite with minimal effort to then put it back on my chest. And as I was laid, it bit my it bit my foot down at the bottom. So if, if it that, bit you, it, whatever stung jabbed it, it jabbed me and got yeah. me, got me. Oh man, what a really because like I imagine quite relaxed. Did the saurine like fly off? Uh, I saved the saurine. Saved the saurine. Yeah. Stung by a wasp. I've been punched by a Nazi. <laughs> it's quite similar. That was okay. A, that was a few years ago in Newcastle. Just walking along, guy sucker punched me, just came out to the side, punched me in the jaw. Uh, <laughs> walking away, and uh, he had the words white power tattooed across his back. Okay. Um, salutes his friends with a, you know, one of the, I'm trying to indicate Nazi a salute. Nazi salute. Yeah. And yeah, later it looked like he, he lost his job because he was working for the Odeon Cinema and did something racist in work clothing. Service How do you later. These situations? <laughs> I, this was in the middle of town. Like he later did community service because he punched a ten-year-old black boy. What I would like to know is how. So this happened presumably two minutes. You were in interaction with this guy, maybe less. Yep. How do you know he lost his job? Yeah, good right. point. So I found out later through someone who knew him. He said, "Oh, don't worry about him. He lost his job. He, don't he, don't worry about dick. Steve. He's racist to everyone." Yeah. <laughs> Even. He's indiscriminately racist. Well, I'm. I don't look that ethnic, so no, I don't no. know. I don't know why he chose. Maybe it wasn't an ethnic. Imagine thing. if he was racist to you, Johnny, because you're like Aryan perfection, aren't you? <laughs> Aryan perfection. Like, thank you, or yeah. how dare you? Yeah. What, what do I say? Mm. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. So something we were discussing earlier is morning wood is often a good indicator of your testosterone levels. I often feel my comfort zone being tested on these podcasts, which is weird because I'm sat in a room in Yusuf's house, perfectly comfortable, but because there's a black dildo-shaped microphone in front of me, it instantly, like, mm. yeah. It raises, the, really raises the threat level, doesn't yeah. it? We're at DEFCON 4, just as soon as that's, that's brought that out. That red light's on, yeah, and then there's a wasp in the room, just to... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that was... I'm still concerned about where this final is. It's very tense. I'm it's very in very here tense. somewhere. It is in here. <laughs> Listening to everything we're saying. So, back to erections. <laughs> this is just a correlation. So, I can't say causation for sure, but Tim Ferriss posted something a while ago about fermented cod liver oil. He did that plus vitamin D plus more fat intake. And what was the fourth thing? Selenium in his diet. And he brought his testosterone up by a significant amount. I bought some of the fermented cod liver oil and morning wood frequency has gone up quite a lot in the last month. Now, so that's it. Why was the next thing? It's going to finish. He's going to thumb wood. that into the podcast. But, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> but that's, that's because, uh, so I, when I mentioned this to Johnny, like, right, I'm buying some, you've sold me. So the story behind, this is a really long story. Do we want to do it? Up to you. Lost my wallet playing golf. <laughs> That's, that really is like yeah. a big step back. Lost my wallet. Thought I lost my wallet playing golf. Came home from golf. Didn't couldn't find my wallet. While I was trying to go buy a burger, on my way to buying the burger in a restaurant, not like a road stop burger, out of desperation. So on my way to a restaurant to buy a burger, reached my wallet, couldn't find it. Lost my wallet. 
went back to the golf course, tried to find my wallet, wasn't there, got home, damn, lost my wallet, rang, cancelled all my cards, um, left my number at the golf course, nothing. Facebook message one week later from the lady saying, hi, sorry, um, we found your wallet, forgot to ring you. Okay, drove to the golf course, picked up my wallet. Now, in that time, I ordered like several things of Amazon, like tried to use my cards for a few things. One of the things that I tried to buy was the cod liver oil <laughs> and spent the entire week getting frustrated that it hadn't arrived. Turns out Amazon just had a notification saying, sorry, payment declined. Forgot about it. Then Yusuf told me about his morning wood success story and I was like, fine, right, great. Buy some cod liver oil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, did, so I did warn you. It was, was a long, long story. story. And, and you said told me to tell it. It was. Well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Blame you, Seth. Um, so, is morning wood an indication of level of testosterone? It's a good indicator that things are, are working correctly. I think if you don't have it consistently at 26, then... That's, Problems. That's potentially... A, it, it's one alarm bell, but I don't think it... Is, what would, what it, would it be an alarm bell? It's just something to say, one sign of many, that if that's combined with other potential signs of low testosterone that, that it's, an, it's, it's an issue. indicator of potential so if some of, if some of your listeners now are thinking well oh my god that's i haven't woken up i haven't woken up with a stiffy in a while mm. what else could they look for so check your mail first i suppose check yeah. your mail yeah or you, you're a man you're okay the, not your email this problem yeah right <laughs> Not what? Not your physical mail or your email. Check your <laughs> Check you are mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check for post, email, and then check your agenda. Um, once you check those things. I don't think that I get morning wood upon waking at a normal time for me, which is about 8 to sort of 10 in the morning. However... If I get up to go to the bathroom at six, mm. I do. I'm, it's more likely that I have morning wood then. So, so is there, uh, you know, circadian rhythm for sleeping? Is there an erectile rhythm? I think there is, and there's there's an argument to say that erections are not related to testosterone, and that they are to do with sort of blood pooling, parasympathetic activity. There are rhythms of testosterone throughout the day diurnal mm. rhythms but and it's higher in the mornings but yeah it may be that morning wood just correlates with that and it's not caused by it mm. so maybe that's why you you're at a peak when you're at 6 a.m talking of, the talking of talking of embarrassing stories that include wood um so <laughs> oh god <laughs> yep this one this one might need cutting here we go pull over if you're driving um <laughs> So, Put the um, a, few, if a, few, a few years ago, we were going away to Ibiza to run a party, and um, are you checking the sound so that you can timestamp when you potentially need to chop this out? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris is known for his offensive stories, so just, just this one's, checking. This one's, this one's very PC. Well, no. But, Other than yeah. it's about erections. Yeah. So, okay. basically, we, I was going away on holiday to Ibiza to run um, a party and do get random erections okay um i'm fairly certain that that was the reason and not that i was I receded back into being a 13 year old with hormones all over the place <laughs> um 
But anyway, so I got on the plane, and for some reason, everybody else's seats were together. But I was sat on this EasyJet flight out to Ibiza next to an old couple. I was sat in the aisle seat, and they were sat in the two window seats. So there's not, it's quite open. You know, if I'd been in the window seat, I'd, I'd have been sort of, sort of pretty closed off. Rotate towards the window. Yeah, and anyway, as, as we were departing and the plane's vibrations hit peak, oh, um, no. I, I, I noticed that there was a, a, a surgence of wood. A disturbance. And, yeah, there was a disturbance <laughs> in the force. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, obviously they say as you're taking off that you're not allowed to have your tray table down. But I put my tray table down. And I've left it there for almost the remainder of the two and a half hour flight to Ibiza in an effort to hide. I think it would be a potentially, a potentially embarrassing situation next to two old age pensioners. You have to in these situations. You've got to sacrifice safety for so in, in order to. <laughs> right, so here's, here's one. When you were in school and you did get wood, mm. what was your favourite tactic for hiding it? Would you, would you tuck it up <laughs> under the belt, you know, put it back on itself? Or would you hope that you could get it sort of down the leg? I would usually <laughs> up is the only way that there's. Well, no, but if you put it, you can you can have it sort of there. There's ligaments. I mean, like through the front. You've front got of ligaments the that would stop you from. Well, I mean, you have to bend down with it, wouldn't you? I usually just try to sit down as soon as I could, because mm-hmm. once you're down, like you're okay usually. Mm-hmm. Like you can. I mean, so the legs cross. Are you trying to say that you potentially would have woods now and I wouldn't be able to I'm not to saying see. I do, I'm saying I could and you wouldn't realise. Right, okay. If you wanted to do this, there's a so the ligament that suspends the penis is called the <laughs> the fundiform ligament. And the fundiform. Fundiform ligament. And some fun pe- fun deform. De- deform. Some people okay. get this ligament cut to make the appearance of their penis larger, because then it, it's less the it like hangs out more. You've got less of an internal penis, but the downside is that your erection can only ever reach ninety degrees, so perpendicular to your body, <laughs> like a towel rack. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's that is always a problem. But if you tried to hang a towel on it, there's less structural support. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever tried to do that? Have you ever tried to hang a towel um, on, your own, <laughs> I, on your own erect I am not going to answer that question <laughs> first. Have you? Yusuf, Yusuf, you go first. I've not. Well, in that case, I'm I gonna have to. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no one has. No one wants to admit to it first. No. I see. Um, there's a, so the thing I was trying to say like three hours ago, do you remember, do you remember you mentioning Kelly Starrett? Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. And you brought up bananas and then yeah. We've been on a three-hour sidetrack, yeah. but he has a like a suggestion, which is that you should every day wake up with morning wood and every day have a poo. If if those things are happening, everything's that's okay. a, it's a nice baseline that like digestion's fine. All your other systems yeah. are probably okay. Hormones are okay. So I I think the thing to to check the thing that I'm I try to be aware of is like did it used to happen to me when I was like. 1980 and is it not happening now i think if that's the case that that's probably indicative of some kind of if it's just been something that's never happened to you so this is where your affinity for spreadsheets comes in really useful have you been using big lifts too to track so you know those like the you know the protractor sets you get at school and, yeah like to measure angles mm-hmm. they're not just for measuring i think so that's a technique we call the yaw 
<laughs> As in Y A W, right? That I'd be measuring. That you're. It's a good point, though. We can maybe bring an article on, article out on if people are interested in this idea that you've got like a circuit board and erections and pooing every day are signs that the circuit board is complete. It's like, and does then, the light turn on when I press the switch? If not, then we then need to do some further circuit. investigations, find yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or like so, having a buzzer in the in the circuit, for example, or, or whatever you want. So, Chris, mm-hmm. would you rather do 10,000 push-ups today or one push-up today, <laughs> two push-ups tomorrow, four push-ups the next day, eight push-ups the next day for a month? Is that, double, is that doubling each time? Yeah. Um, I I know the answer, and I'll uh, do okay. 10,000 10, today. And the study that, I, that I'd uh, heard about was a story of the guy who created the chessboard. Have you heard this? No. The guy who created the chessboard apparently was from China. And what he'd said to the, the emperor was really, really happy with the game. And he'd come back to him and he'd said, you can have whatever you want. And this guy said, I want a grain of rice for the first uh, square on the chessboard and two and then four and then eight and then 16 and the emperor said like oh, yeah of course what a ridiculous request like, he could have asked for anything what an idiot <laughs> and it turned out that by the time that you get to like the final square on the chessboard absolute the, rice tycoon <laughs> you, need, you, you need like more rice than there is atoms within the earth or something yeah. like that like the grains of rice become like insurmountable um, so yeah no, I'll do the 10 I'll, I'll get to 10,000 10, yeah. today we, we tried to work this out earlier today. Of how many press-ups could actually be done in a 24-hour period? Well, there must be Google it. Google it and you will find out what is the well, most amount of press-ups that have ever been done in 24 hours. So it's not, it's not about that. It's about how many seconds are there. So Johnny claims that he could do 3 million press-ups in a day <laughs> in 24 hours. Let's have a go. Let's have a go. Like, so it's that or, it was that or doing 10 million by the end in of the 30 month. days. Yeah. So I was like, well, take my chances. Right. So... 60 minutes, mm-hmm. 60 seconds, mm-hmm. 86,400 press-ups if you did one every second for 24 hours. Now, if somebody can beat that, I'll be pretty impressed. Challenge is on. <laughs> no, Johnny. <Like. laughs> They're not gone. <laughs> you seem pretty confident when I said that. No. 60 times 60 times 24, 86,000. That's the right number of seconds. Mm. It is not the right number of press-ups that you can do in a day. I would say, I would say that my, that an absolute, I can do like, so, so, so I'm not, I'm not saying that's the maximum number. Right. I'm saying it's going to be like, below that. Well below. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you I'm think? glad we're on the same page. Okay, how many do you think you could do in a day? So I know that doing like a set of a hundred yeah. is really hard. Yeah. So I'd probably do like sets of ten every that, every minute of the minute. I think that's a good tactic. I think for as long as I could. I think you'd be surprised at how quickly you couldn't uh, make a minute. Probably ten. Ten minutes. Yeah. Then yeah. I'd have a rest. Probably do it again. We did when I was in Thailand. The the guys do a lot of. Um, like consistent press-ups and stuff like that. They would have a group, and you'd go around the group and you'd count to ten in your native language. Like, so there'd be people from like Sweden and Denmark, and it would sound like they were kicking 
like a typewriter covered in tinfoil downstairs if you've ever heard someone count to ten in like <laughs> Danish language. Booty weed god booty weed and sorry if there's any Danish people <laughs> listening to this. Subscribe it's just hard. <laughs> Um, if people weren't offended by the erection story, <laughs> then the only Danish let me, people let me, left. Let, let me laugh about you. <laughs> it's just the Danish people left by this point, and now not, not even them. <laughs> just want to clarify that that was Chris. Me and Johnny do not condone any of his actions or hate speech. Hate speech. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they basically they make you do a lot of presses. And how many could you do? Uh, I got pretty good. I got. I can probably do like I don't know, hundred to two hundred unbroken with a not a, like a super super pace. So I think over hundred unbroken, pretty good. It's not too bad. That's how we. That's what you worked up to. So actually, just thinking as well because this is a fitness podcast, we should maybe Talk slip in um, a couple of uh, things that will be informative or useful for you to take away from this. If you haven't seen already, there's an article on the website called. How I added 25 kilos to my bench press in eight weeks. Um, you're doing the Armstrong pull-up program. Yeah. That involves a lot of press-ups. Every morning you do three sets to failure on waking. And I never really gave press-ups much respect. I thought they're a crap movement that, you know, I, I thought I'm, I'm above press-ups. I don't need to do them. Actually, trying them with parallettes so you get a little bit more range of motion. Mm-hmm. I did. The, my first set ever was 20 to failure which was pretty abysmal, brought that up over the period to 140. Wow. And that improved my bench significantly. So if there's a weak link or a factor that... 145, actually. I'm oh, you just looking at yeah. 145. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, your first, your first time you did it was 20, 23, and 24. And eight weeks in, you got 145 in a single set. That's which is satisfying because there's After faster a set of 40. Right. For some reason, you did a set of 40 and you're like, you know what? I'm sick of this. this. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were selling yourself short. You also did two yeah. sets of 100 in a row. I mean, it's not pleasant. Like, you wake up, the first thing you've got to do, you're just like, oh, like, it's just being, you've been thrust into conscious waking pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elected. So you do that and chin-ups, yeah? Lots of chin-ups. The... So you did a set of 23 chins. Okay. From a set of 12 to set 23 in eight weeks. So recommended if you're listening to this and you want to bring up your chin-ups and press-ups or you want to, you know, just generally improve well, your upper body size. You added what to your bench? 25 kilos? Yeah. So your bench at the time was quite, I'd say, average yeah. for your weight. It's now pretty good and hasn't fallen since you did the Armstrong program. That's true. Yeah, it's something so. that is the, the gains are sustained as well, which is good. So sometimes you find people that do something like Smolov, which is a Russian squat peaking program. And it's it may add sort of 20 or 30 kilos to your squat, but that gain isn't sustained because no one can maintain it. What is it? Four by nine, five by seven, 10 by three, and then six by I don't know if it's Yeah, it's like wild. four days a week with just a lot of squatting and mm. with percentages that are designed to take you to like the edge of death. <laughs> so that's yeah. not something that you can sustain. But for some reason, Armstrong pull-up program. It's because it's body weight, isn't it? Like you can just... 
can always do it. Sneak in, yeah, yeah sneak in bodyweight stuff. It makes you give, develop an aversion to like reaching for anything in a cupboard that's above your head. Opening doors. Yeah. So the lat soreness is yeah, that's horrendous. Intense. That's <laughs> what, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've never made it through the full eight weeks of Armstrong. Have you tried a couple of times? Twice. Wow. It's, you just get, you get to, so the first week you're like, this is really good. Mm. Like, you walk around feeling like you're Constantly got a pump on. Yeah, all the time. Two and a half weeks in, you're like, okay, this is pretty tiresome now. Like, I could do with not doing three sets of press-ups to failure this morning. I, I'm really sore. Four weeks in, you're like, you know what? Like, you just taught, I just taught myself out of it. I'm like, I don't need to do this. Just because it won't be yourself. It won't work for me. There was an evening where I was about to go to bed and I, oh, I haven't done my... It was the Tuesday night, I think, so that's the training sets. So you have to pick... You pick a number, which is T, and that increases by one each week. And then you do sets of that every minute on the minute until you fail to hit that number T. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up doing 34 sets of four. <laughs> <laughs> like hating life hoping to fail one of the sets but you just like you keep yeah, no I keep going yeah. four pulls or press ups uh, pull ups oh, okay. yeah I imagine that that's actually after even a few minutes would probably get pretty tough yeah it wasn't nice at all and then about to go to bed and then flatmates came in oh Yusuf do you want to come to this party <sighs> okay I'll, I'll squeeze his t-shirt on <laughs> turn up at the party and I was like oh Yusuf you look, you're looking big and she's like don't talk to me I'm in a lot of pain you have no idea what I've just done we did a pull up pyramid at a party that's really you're going to pull up pyramid set one two yeah like take it to you do set up one partner does one set two two, two three three yeah, until like getting the ten is hard what do you have to do do you have to not break it can you break it or it's just whoever can can keep going so it's best to go second. So I used to have one first, I went second. So I knew I just needed to get like a set of nine, I think, and I won. Rather than more pull-ups than there are atoms in the world. <laughs> in a fixed amount of time. <laughs> so would you rather be able to lift 45.4 kilos? This is an American question, obviously. Has <laughs> <laughs> this been converted from inferior yeah. <laughs> 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 metric? <laughs> Yeah, it's it, no. it, lo it loses its <laughs> loses its ring. I think it's a hundred pounds, or so. I'd rather be able to lift a hundred pounds telekinetically, or ten thousand pounds, which is four thousand five hundred and thirty-five kilos, physically. Can you lift the weight telekinetically of whatever it is? Like that's that's how much. Well, you all you could move was things that barbell loaded. Well, <laughs> uh, who, who's asking the question? Yusuf. So it's possible yeah. that there are some... Well, imagine if it was Johnny that was asking the question. He wouldn't let the bar be lifted at all, unless it was Alico plates. <laughs> like one of those specially knurled bars that's been like fully weight and load tested well, and the rest of it. Well, if you're going to lift it... Toes sure right up against the plates. Make sure it's... <laughs> or imagine if I lifted it with my mind and thought it was 45.4, but it was 45.7. Think of the mental term, like the strain. For you, that's the sort of thing that would keep you up at night, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah you don't want to hold your morning wood. <laughs> so I currently hold a record by 0.5 of a kilo. Uh-huh. So these things matter. They do. Really matter. What was the second weight? 14,500. It's, like, it's like 4,535 kilos. Well, you've, got to, you've got to go for them. Be able to pick the thing up with your hands. I live a perfectly normal life without telekinesis at the moment. Mm. I think... 
I think that being able to pick up that amount of weight would be... You wouldn't have to even do a squat or a bench attempt, would you? You could do a token attempt Absolutely. and then just deadlift four, five, three, five. So I'd rather do the telekinetic one. Yeah. But you would, you would beat every... Because that doesn't say how you have to lift it. It says that you can lift it. So you would have the exact same squat, bench, and deadlift, and they would all be 4,500... So any lift, curl, would be... Yes, yeah. <laughs> strict <laughs> curl and four and a half thousand kilos. I think the limit there would be, how do you find an object that you can... Because no gym would be able to accommodate your needs. Mm. You'd lift the gym. You'd have to lift the entire... Yeah. It would ruin your training. It wouldn't ruin it. You just wouldn't need to train anymore. Whereas the telekinetic one, 45.4 kilos mm. you could add that to so that's so your deadlift would go immediately from 300.5 to 345.9 so i'd rather that okay but i'd be yeah so by be, about four thousand <laughs> so you would you would become this like thing that is like wow that's really impressive but i'm not thinking about it like i'm not trying to be the strongest man in the world mm. but I could add like forty kilos to my deadlift, like, <laughs> and be able like, to make yourself a cup of tea without having to stand up. <laughs> the problem is, if you can't control for the velocity of the thing that you're lifting with your mind, you might end up just throwing stuff smashing, around, smashing stuff around. However, I do think we would have been able to dispose of that wasp earlier a little bit easier if you just lift it really hard yeah. into the. Yeah. Would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life or undo? <laughs> copy and paste what? Whatever you wanted. Definitely undo. I think an undo function would be amazing. Control. There's so many times you want to control Z and you just can't. In life, not not. Really. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, I mean that cup of Lady Grey early on was quite nice, and it would have been nice to have had two. Yeah. Does it mean that you, when you undo, do you remove the experience of having had it? No, I was saying that I would have liked to have controlled Command C did. Ah. Command C can't be. Yeah. New cup of tea. New second cup of tea. Because that one was particularly for that. You're thinking on a very low level, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want an extra cup of tea. Like, you, I, I'll make you another cup of tea. I'm just, without well, even. I mean, and then it then was a very have, good cup of tea. That's good. I love a cup of tea, actually. Yeah. It is 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I, I think we should we should wrap this up, but uh, I hope this has been enjoyable and oh, really? probably hasn't been informative. Do you have more questions? Like, let's get some of the really funny ones. Okay, th there's one there's one last question. Have you got the one about the fedora? <sighs> yeah, okay. You've just deleted it and you've had to command and Z it back in. I've, yeah, I had to undo that. Why did you delete it? Just because I, I feel like these questions are... I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm going to if we're going to be able to leave these into the podcast. I'm going to have to, and we're going to get complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this this one's fine. I shouldn't have, I should have deleted the 100-year-old sex one. Yeah. <laughs> I just picked top you would you rather on the internet. You <laughs> okay. Would you rather... But this is also a chauvinistic question. <laughs> That's why I deleted it. Right. Come on, just ask us anyway. Would you rather have a magic fedora that allows you to attract any woman with the words "milady," <laughs> or be able to run five times as fast as long as your arms are extended behind you and you're making airplane noises? Definitely, absolutely, the second one. No question. <laughs> So you, I suppose you're catapulting yourself to Olympic stardom, aren't you? Instant, yeah. Yeah. 
fastest man on the planet. Yeah. Unless I'm really slow, then I'm dripplingly <laughs> <laughs> slow. <laughs> you wearing a fedora would be really good. But you could oh. do if you were if you were quick enough, your notoriety from being the fastest man on the planet by a factor of like two and a half times or three times or something. Even if you're going, well, that could be a thing. Okay. And then, and then that would that would give you license. You could build around that the fedora personality, where that was your thing as well. So your thing is playing noises, arms behind you, and also the say you're doing it ironically. Yeah, and then also the milady and the the doth of the cap, um, to to get the women, but it just might not work quite as much. I like your approach to these questions. It's very much how can how can you have the cake and eat it? How can, how can I benefit? How can I benefit maximally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I mean, being the fedora guy, you're forced to wear a fedora all mm. the time. Is it all the time or only when you need it? Like the no, I feel like I feel like you always have to wear the fedora, but you no, can just call the upon the power like, when 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 you say the lady. Yeah, I would do the speed. I would be. I would be. Fast airplane one. Yeah, I don't think I could live with myself with a fedora or saying my lady. Would you wear a cape? If, if it meant that you, if it was part of the thing and you had to, would you not to elect get to, to wear a cape? I suppose you may as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you could I, just you could take the mitt, couldn't you? You could yeah. wear whatever you wanted, Mr. Blobby costume. And still, like no contact. Is that allowed in the Olympics? Probably. I think find out what the rules are. And test them the absolute limit. Take, so you'll yeah. be able to run, just thinking about this, you'll be able to run at least at five metres a second. That's half the speed that Usain Bolt can do. Mm. Yeah. So you can then run now 25 metres per second. If you attached airplane wings at the right angle to your arms, I bet 25 metres per second is sufficient velocity to lift a human off the ground. The only problem is you wouldn't be able to maintain that, would you? You'd just, you'd come Fly. off the floor. Yeah. Oh, so you'd have to keep tapping Yeah, you'd just be able to... <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so hold on, why, why aren't you able to maintain it? Because you can't run in the air, can you? <laughs> Your little legs Sorry, what I, what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> or are we back on the morning wood here? What I, th- what I thought you meant was... <laughs> you wouldn't be able to maintain, like, peak speed. Oh, no, no. Like, yeah. okay, but you'd need to keep on... You keep on losing it. Did you know that the terminal velocity of a cat is non-fatal? Yes, I did know that. That's where the nine lives things come from. Come from. Comes from velocity. How do they do that? Because that's their like their body weight. I think they're able to. Yeah, they're able to. Put the, <laughs> I know no one can see that. I've got my arm. I've got my arms out like a flying squirrel, but it's a cat. Um, yeah, they do that. Wow. They, non-fatal, but probably really hurt still. I, I'm going to guess it's probably not advisable to do to your cat. But um, Bibli out of the plane. It would be okay to survive. <laughs> it would survive. Yeah. If you think maxing out a treadmill, 12. But is that the level or is that the miles from now? So, so it's it, level I think a lot, a lot of treadmills go up to about 10 miles an hour. Okay. That feels like that feels pretty fast, but, but manageable. Yeah. So Eason Bolt's got another 15 on top of that. Yeah. So you could probably do another did you see? Did you see him win the yeah. other day? Where he's looking over his shoulder and grinning. So, Gatlin, I thought Gatlin had it. Well, this is. Have you seen? Have you seen the analysis of Usain Bolt's running style? Mm. And about there's the, there's the like the four stages, like the 
to set off to drive the cruise and the finish mm. or something like that. It's got like a and, lag, hasn't it? And he's crap at everything except for the cruise. Mm. Like, he was built for, what, 400, then he worked to 200, now he's gone to 100. Yeah. And he is slowest out of the blocks, slowest to get stood upright, but the second that he stands upright, it's That's not it. his pace, it's not the pace of his strides either, I don't think. Mm. It's the amount of ground that he covers per stride. And that's why you see that sort of long gazelle sort of wheel, like a, like the wheels on the side of a steam engine that are going round. <laughs> you know what I mean? With that sort yeah. of, that, that it is inc- it's incredible to watch. Unbelievable. Incredible. Similar watching you, Sephiroth, right? to be honest. Are you very graceful? I've never seen you. Oh, right? so graceful. Actually, I, did just, I saw you just <laughs> run away from a wasp. That's true. It's like a swan. <laughs> so, I think the delirium's kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> it is... 10 to 12. If you've made it this far, well done. Um, really salute you. And uh, we'll speak to you next week.